Mango Mustache Media. Everybody, welcome to Chicano Chingon. I'm your host, Nel Marie Barrios. This is your other host, my brother, Arturo Barrios. So sorry, you have to. Your favorite host. Whatever. This show is produced and distributed by Mango Mustache Media and sponsored by Hacienda Las Glorias. We'll be at Hacienda Las Glorias the last Saturday of every month. Live. Live. We'll be be there. You know, catch up on, uh, you can look at our website. You'll see. What location we'll be at, mainly First Avenue. If it's any other location, we'll let you know on the podcast. Or, like I said, check out the website. Yeah, mangomustache.com slash Chicano Chingon. Or check our socials. We got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of it. Something else I'm not remembering. Anything you get there. your hands on, just Yeah, Chicano Chingon podcast. Find us on anything. And yeah, talk to us. But yeah. Link in the bio. Link in the bio. Link in the bio. Check out that. For anything I might have missed, it's there. I promise. Anyways. Como estas, way? What up, way? How's it going? Uh, it's going good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Shall we get into this first segment? The word of the day today. What is way? What? What is the way? What is the way? Well, our word of the day is way. 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 How do I explain way in a way you can understand? Well, way can be used two very different ways. Same way a lot. Take a shot every time you hear way. (laughs) Every time you hear a Mexican say way, nah, that you would die. Um, No. So if it can be used in a very nice, casual way, like, uh, God, now I'm going to notice every time I say the word way, whether it's in English or Spanish. You want to say, if you're talking to your friends in a casual, friendly way, like, get on the way, get by the way, you know, what's up, man? What's up, dude? Basically what that means. Or in the very opposite use of it, uh, it can be dumbass or idiot. Very so, rude, which yeah. was the way that we were taught. We're like, this is a big no-no word and you don't want to say this. And Yeah, it's all about context of how you use the word and context I, and tone yeah i feel like that's something we have to emphasize every time we're teaching a new word uh a new little spanglish thing going on uh with very good reason because you know it, it can be like casual like i said like get on the way um come with us way yeah, yeah come with us way you know it's very friendly it's how you're just talking to your friends or like say somebody fucks something up like you did something stupid i'm like mira este way like look at this idiot look at this dumbass so it's very yeah yeah I've, I've heard plenty of I work on a construction site full of um you know there's framers and there's roofers they're all they speak Spanish um this isn't funny that it happened but it's funny the response of the people on the job site somebody was roofing three stories up they fell off the roof Jesus um the guy got up walked it off came back to work the next day but everyone was like it's the way no mamas how is he working how he just got <laughs> back up all the guys that I was working with were like holy shit like. My stomach hurts sometimes. I don't want to come into work. This guy fell off three stories and he's yeah. But he's he just back got up it. and everybody's like, "I know mommy's way." Yeah, well, yeah. You'll hear that a lot. Mexicans use the word "way" so much. It is a joke that other Latinos like to make. Like, how many times can a Mexican say "way" in a sentence? It just gets so embedded in your language. It's like second nature to say that word. Yeah, I would ask um, 
you, our listener, to take a shot every time we say the word way, but I'm not going to do that because I want you to be alive by the end of the episode. Um, I won't ask you to do that with any Mexican conversation happening in front of you because Mexicans use that word nonstop and you will die. So, <laughs> Talk about alcohol poisoning, man. Jesus. Yeah, just a little, just, you know, a, a little idea for how much that word is used. Dad calls. I remember growing up, just every time I'd see dad just talking to anybody, I'm just thinking, I'm like, like he uses the word way a lot. Mm-hmm. And we weren't allowed to use it because we were kids. Way is not necessarily a bad word, but you don't hear like little kids saying well, the word. It goes way. back to that it's, thing. Like you're not going to say that to your grandma. I'm not going to be like, "Como estás way?" Like she. Yeah, would, that's just rude. It's rude. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's also an English thing too. Like you don't call your grandparents dude. You don't even call your parents dude. So yeah. it's yeah, it's a matter of respect and formality. But also like a lot of little kids, they don't really say it to each other either. I I mean, not that I know. Probably shouldn't be. But I don't see that many kids using the word way. So when we were kids, we were just taught that it was a bad word. The mom and dad just said, like, don't yeah, use that word. They, I think they looked at it like um, when you use this word, you have a certain, like, people view you a certain way after using this kind of language. Like, maybe it comes off more ghetto or whatever. But, well, yeah, because I guess when you look at, like, little kids, like, cursing, whatever, you don't have, like... Yeah, I'm not you, like, that little kid's so cute the way he said the... F word, Mike. No, I'd rather. Him. Well, I do think it's kind of cute when little kids curse. I think it's hilarious. But you know, Depending most people context. don't really like that. They're like, Ugh, "Where are their parents?" But I think it's fucking funny. Um, it's not good, but I. I think you're really good at teaching the way. Teaching the way. Teaching the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hell yeah. That was a good one. I guess I'll give you that. Well, I remember like. It got to the point when we were little kids, like anytime we used the word like way, um, somebody would point out like, oh, you said a bad word, you know? Yeah, because like, we're like, we're so just like ready to like paddle on somebody. Like you can't say that word. I don't like when you say it to me. It yeah. Was, it was painted to be like, because you said it to me a couple of times and I was, I remember like when I was little, you'd say it to me and I'm like, this motherfucker, she knows, she knows she that knows. it's you're not supposed to say that word and she says it anyway. Well, and I remember we were having like, We've had conversations. I remember we were having a conversation about something. I was telling you something, and you're like, ah, oh, no way. I'm like, yeah, way. And our brother friends goes like, ooh, that's a bad word. And at the time, that was just comedy gold. It was the like, start of like, ooh, I'm telling mom. Yeah. Well, that, but also like mom is right there. And we can all acknowledge like we can't get in trouble for that. So it's so funny that we can say that right now and get away with it. All right, I want to talk about culture shit, all right? Because part of this podcast is we talk about pop culture and the the important things that, you know, are important to us. No, we so, don't. Excuse me? We don't do that. Oh, we don't do that? We never do that. Well, um, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, okay. So at the beginning of the year, I went to Mexico. Went to there. I went there for maybe a month. And while I was there, you know, it's been, I think, 13 years since I've been there. Like, since the last time I was there, we were little. Yeah. You, know. you were there, remember? I remember. Yeah, it's been um, a while. Yeah, one of the things that, you know, you see walking down the street, you see all these handmade little trinkets, you know, the, the jewelry. Yeah, one a of lot the things, of art. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the art. And one of the biggest things that I always fixate on, I love looking at, are the um, alarijes. Mm. They're just like, they're so pretty and they're so unique in every single way. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not one that's just a copy of another, I feel like. If you could describe to somebody, like a short, tiny summary, describe what is an alabrije and what they would be looking at. So, 
I can paint the picture on how they were created. All right. Imagine you're having a fever dream. (laughs) 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 You're having a fever dream. And, you know, all these things are going past your vision. You're seeing reds, different colors. And then it comes clear and you're seeing a lion. You're like, whoa, this lion is, it's a little weird looking because this lion has the head of a fucking eagle. Mm, That is a little odd. It's a little odd. You know, that's a little jarring. So that's actually what, the creator of Alabrijes, like the the start of that art project, that's what he did. He had a he had a fever dream, and he saw. I, I'm not sure if it was a lion with an eagle head or something, but it was some just obscure shit. Just you know? but just like animals, just look kind of yeah, looking kind of wild. And he already he his job was um, he worked with paper mache. He would make a lot of like you know pinatas or um, oh, what is it called. Um, for Cinco de Mayo or uh, Dia de los Muertos, they do. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot of like the sugar uh, papel skulls picado. And, um, Is that what it's called? Like the, the cut oh, paper. Oh yeah, the yeah papel picado, the decorative um, paper. Yeah, so like I mean, he worked with a lot of. Uh, I think it's called. Uh, no, that's meat stand. Fuck, I forgot the <laughs> name of it. Um, but basically, paper mache. Yeah. Um, he started making these things after he had the fever dream, and then that really picked up. He did it. He started it in the 30s. And he kind of did it up until, like, let's say, Frida Kahlo and Diego Rivera, like, at their height of their, like, popularity. Yeah. They actually, like, came in. They're, like, they're commissioning a bunch of these uh, alebrijes. Real quick, what's the artist's name? Oh, shit. That's a good question. Isn't it Pedro Linares? Pedro Lin- Linares. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Appreciate it. You're, you're, yeah. you're better with the, with the names anyway. Yeah. I'm just a mind reader. That's what I'm here for. I say, well... You are, like, as close as you can get to a twin sister. So, yeah, you got that. It's because we're Irish twins. <laughs> we're connected. Anyways, yeah, we, Well, birthdays are coming up, too. Yeah, we don't, Oh, yeah. That's a later topic. We don't got to talk about that. Hey, right Arturo, now. were you talking about um, cartoneria? Cartoneria, yes. So it's like working with, um, imagine, like, carton, like, cardboard or... Um, Carton... Cartoneria. Piedra? Is another piedra, piedra yeah, means I, I, like rock or dirt. Yeah, so I, I imagine that's like um, like plaster. Mm. Yeah, because um, actually in 2007 they started doing these bigger uh, festivals for uh, alebrijes. So they would have these huge, just I think there was easily a couple hundred sculptures, huge, and they were displayed in front of the Capitol. Like they're just the most intricate designs. It's really cool. They're really beautiful too because. Um, and I didn't. I never knew the name of them or what the fuck they were when I was a little kid. I just mm-hmm. remember seeing them all the time. But like just like shiny animal, really yeah, cool. just brightly colored animals. A lot of times, dragons or like yeah. some kind of like dragon lizard hi- hybrid, hybrid thing. like a dragon lion type of thing. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I just see like a blue tiger with the something else, like wings maybe, you know, or just like all these like spots and decorations and patterns on its fur or skin or whatever. I really like, I've always really liked the abstractness of um, Alabrijes. Yeah, they're they're really, like there's so many different kinds. I feel like the most common ones, I mean, obviously the smaller ones, they're easier to make, they're a little cheaper. Um, and I feel like they're the nicest to get for a kid. They're more like bobbleheads. Like, yeah, the little bobbleheads. They got the little... Yeah. It's a like weird, a little... A weird little round body. If you take a look at our um, 
uh, Chicano Chicón trailer, you'll see actually an Alebrije on the skull position in some way. But um, it's a little, I'll, the little blue guy. I do want to get one for the set. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. To we'll have bring one. him back. We will bring him back. He'll... Somebody was supposed to bring one today, but uh... somebody forgot. <sighs> yeah, because somebody doesn't care about this show. Sue me. Eh? What can I say? <laughs> I'll see you. I'm actually I'm looking at uh, getting a. I just want to get a bunch of shit for this table. I, I think it's so cool to have a bunch of things that like have meaning to the podcast. And we have more alabrijas somewhere. I want like mm-hmm. a bunch of alabrijas going on. That'd be cool. They're really pretty, and there's always a variety. You'll yeah. never find one that looks the same as another. I like the bobblehead aspect of it. Yeah, too. I feel like it just belongs. On I the just table. like going a little, like giving them a little think on the head. It makes me think a lot of um, because they've been represented a lot in Coco as spirit animals, but. Oh, I mean, and that's, yeah. it's not totally wrong to view them that way, but it, that's not how everybody views Alebrijes. They're more of a cultural art piece than anything. And there are some, I believe the Zapotecas actually believed in spirit animals. And um, I believe uh, Oaxaca, they actually would carve little animals and they would give it as gifts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And they, they would make decoys for hunting. But like in Oaxaca, that's actually why such uh, a, a lot of the wooden sculptures are more well known. Oh, because they okay. can they can stay together more. Than That's pretty cool. Paper mache. The paper, but just melt. And yeah, it's cool. Why did I say melt? Whatever, whatever happens, no dissolve. Sorry. Anyways, um, falls apart. I like that you mentioned Coco. I I really like Coco. That was a good movie. It was a great movie. And I think I like that they got a lot of things right when it comes to just like um, Mexican culture and beliefs. Um, just kind of with like Dia de los Muertos and like the just the consensus mm-hmm. of what happens. Like there's there's a uh there's an underworld and you know, you're inviting back your it your shows dead relatives. The family quality, like how important that is. Like you keep yeah. every photo of your relatives and you give them food every single year because this Dia is what de los they Muertos like. is very much important to Mexican culture. And that's really, really cool. But they got like some things wrong in Coco. Mm-hmm. Um they got like two main things wrong. The one one of the things they got wrong was like with the alebrijes. So they got they got everything right. They're basically like the whole movie is about like him, um, the main character, just venturing to the underworld, and he's not supposed to be there. But yeah. he's learning like um, more about his culture and why these things are so important to mm-hmm. his culture and the people around him, and also just like just kind of learning about like the beliefs and what's real and what's not. But one thing is like Alebrijes were never, uh, the way they're depicted in the movie is not accurate to how they're depicted in like Mexico in real life, you know, because in the movie they're like, Oh, these are spirit guys. We all got one. Here's my Alebrijes, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. While like, you know, the concept of spirit animals, I'm sure was probably very much a concept for, um, indigenous Mexican people long before the Spanish uh, came. Mm-hmm. But the concept of alebrijes is fairly like new. This, that was, that became a thing in the 1900s. It was never like a, uh, like a religious belief. No, no, not, there's not really any people who believe yeah, that, that not... they have an alebrije waiting to guide them to the underworld. One thing though, people did believe that the shoulder squinkles the Mexican yeah. hairless dogs, those were always considered spirit guides um, for many I, reasons. I believe, um, and I I might be guessing a little here and there, but um, they actually, the Aztecs or whatever civilization there, they would die with them and they would actually help yeah. to so in Aztec, guide them. Aztec civilization, a lot of people, 
first of all, shoulder squinkles were like prized dogs. They're very yeah. expensive, very valuable because they had there's a lot of meaning to them. They were believed to be able to form these connections with their owners, you know, mm-hmm. these spiritual connections. So a lot of people believe that um there was back then during uh, the Aztec times, a lot of people actually would uh when they died, they would kill their dog as well. I believe they did bury- that in Egypt too with their cats. Yeah, so it's it's not an uncommon practice in ancient civilizations, but they would also kill the dog and bury the dog with them because they believed that dog was going to be guiding them in the spirit mm-hmm. world. Um, and some people even uh, ate the shoulder squinkles because they just believed that there there was good that they came like from an it. Essence. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure it. that probably happened like you know when their dog was getting old and it was time for the dog to die. Maybe they just ate him. I that's one part I didn't really look into as uh, much, but. Another thing that Coco got wrong was like, remember the stray dog that was following him around? Yeah, that was a Sholo Squinkly because you can yeah, see it he's hairless. Kind of dumb and scrappy though. Like that's yeah. not really how they're. But that's not a thing in Mexico. There's there are stray dogs in Mexico, but they're not going to be Sholo Squinklies. Like those are like, that's like a poodle being a stray dog. That's kind of like yeah. Because I mean, like I can everybody tell you right wants now, that. If I wanted to get one in Iowa. I would have to pay a lot of money to get one. And even if you're in Mexico and you want to get a Sholo Squinkly, they're not cheap. And I mean, like, like for example, our Tia Karina, our aunt, she she has one and she has one with, with hair. And she got it cheaper because it has hair. Yeah. I think she it doesn't ha- it doesn't have the traditional look. Well, I don't know. It's just Oh, maybe one died. I don't I don't know with Alberto and everybody. They they kind of like shared split custody with dogs kind of thing. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't have mentioned that part. But um I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's so two things Coco got wrong is the alabrijes and the Cholos Quinclis cuz that those dogs. Yeah, if you like you're not going to see a golden lab or a poodle or like, you know, dogs like that as stray dogs. Those are like sought after expensive dogs that people want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing with that, with Shola's Quinkleys. They don't want no mutts. They don't want no mutt, no mangy mutt. Uh, Shola's Quinkleys will never be mangy because those are top dollar dogs. I didn't mean to breathe like that. That's top dollar dogs. Top yeah. of the line, top of the shelf. They're really nice. They're really they're really cool dogs. They are really cool. I um, They're badass. Like, they're kind of weird that they're hairless because like, petting a dog that has no hair just feels kind of weird. Gives me like hellhound vibes. Yeah. But they're really cool though. Our dad is a hairless dog. She's just a pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> She's not supposed to be hairless. <laughs> She's an American Jolo, Jolo Swinky. Swink, Amer- Swinkly? Shit. Jolo Swinkly. Yeah, no, she's just kind of, she's got allergies or something. I don't know. She loses hair on her back. She's really cute, but you'll just be petting her and like her head and her shoulders have fur, but then like the rest of her back to her butt is just skin. So it's just funny because you're we just, just put sweaters her. on her. It's fine. Yeah, I know. She looks good in sweaters. Her ears don't have any hair either, so her ears are always cold. Very sad. But uh, she's very cute. She's basically an American shoulder squinkly. She's very emotional, too. Very, She's very uh, needy. Very needy. We love her. Shout out to Bala. Shout out to Bala, yeah. Bala also... Uh, means bullet. Means bullet, yeah, because she she's very, very fuck. fast. She yeah. is broken away from people's um, grasp, and she's ran out of the yard a couple of times. I'm not going to get into what she did. She tasted deer down, and she did not know how to fight it. She slammed her body into it. <laughs> That's the kind of dog she is. She slams her body into things. She's just weird. Yeah, she's weird. She did attack a neighbor's dog, though. That's what I didn't want to talk about. Oh. Well, I mean, it's not like we're going to get canceled. Like, well, your yeah, dog but... fought another dog. We just moved in. She was a little scared. She said, oh, there's people near my house. So she went out and she bit a dog. It wasn't bad. Dog's fine. Um, but she was on probation. 
Yeah, she's on probation. I don't think she is anymore. Well, I think God that, bless what her. What does that mean? Um, I don't know. There's just something like if well, your dog like, fights another dog and then like they call the police or something. Whoever co- out of here, we're getting it. No, they they will put your dog on probation. So if like I ha- no, I'm not joking. It's a thing. If your dog goes on probation, yeah. And then it's not funny because it was actually very a very sad, stressful time because they took Bala um, to the pound. But that was because she didn't have her. She wasn't up to date on her shots or whatever. I'm getting off topic. She was on probation. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that entails. But she wasn't allowed to get in trouble again for a while, or something would happen. I don't know. You don't think they were like dissing on her because she's a pit bull? They're being racist. They're being racist towards pit bulls. I know in Animosa, because we live in Cedar Rapids. I know in Animosa, they actually have a ban on pit bulls. Or really? I think, they, I think they actually just lifted it. I, just like a city, like, like a city. Just can it, I didn't know cities could do that. Something like that. I thought it was just like that would have to be a state thing. I didn't know that. I don't know. That's crazy. Fuck Animosa. All my homies hate. Okay, Animosa. we're not. That's not what I'm. <laughs> no, that's I'm not just what kidding. I was doing. Just kidding. Just kidding. We love. Everybody who's in Animosa. And I could You're be wrong. Cool. I mean, it could not even be Animosa. I just know that somewhere northeast, they had a ban on pit bulls. But I think uh. we're getting really off topic with uh, Solo Squinkly. Squinkly. We were talking about, yeah, Solo Squinkly's, we, we, were, we were talking about Alabrijes. Mm-hmm. I think this is important information. You know, people need to know that pit bulls are valid. And their dogs, just like any other dogs. Fact check: uh, Animosa Pitbull ban lifted in 2018. Oh, off! Good by job, five Animosa. Years. Shout out to Animosa. My homies do not hate Animosa. I take all that back. Progressive Animosa. Yeah, gotta love it. We love them. You've been wanting to talk about video games, but fuck yeah! Well, you just got a PS5. How's I, that? It's really nice. PS5 is great. It's so exciting. Yeah, I, I saw you playing. Um, I saw. Spider- Man. Yeah, I was playing yeah. Spider-Man. That shit is so fucking cool. The swinging mechanics is awesome. Phenomenal game. Phenomenal. I you, think a lot of people my age, or I mean, just any any young boy growing up was like, had some type of fixation on Spider-Man. Yeah, At least you I sure did. did. Yeah, you can probably tell like 40 stories about crazy Spider-Man yeah, it's shit. fucking annoying. I like Spider-Man 2, okay? But there's only so many times I can watch the same goddamn movie. So, my love dimmed a little bit when I was a kid. But, will, dude, I'm just saying that Spider-Man 2 with um, Tobey Maguire and Doc Octopus, phenomenal movie. But That was kind of fire. Besides the point. So we're talking about uh, Spider-Man for the PS5 now. Yeah. It came out in 2018, 2016 for the PS4. Amazing game. They introduced Miles Morales. Miles yeah, Morales. that was really cool. Not many people know this, but I mean, I mean, he is African-American, but he's also Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican, yeah. So that's like really cool to see somebody briefly it up a little bit. In the movie, you briefly hear him speak. I don't know. I can't remember if he spoke Spanish too to his mom, but mm-hmm. there's one point where he's leaving for school and um his mom is just talking to him. She she said like some things to him in Spanish when he's like running around the house. And I think when he was going to school, she was like, What did she say? Like they uh llama me or whatever, like call me. Yeah, and then they, they said like I love you or something. Yeah, I think she said like the kid mucho. I think. Or like the kiddo, I think. so. Yeah, something like that. But it's cool, though, that we get to see that now. Mm Because not like, like what, five, six years ago, you didn't really see that much Latinos, um, well, in pop culture and media in general, but especially in video games, to video games are, it's, for media, it's so much more immersive when you're playing a video game because you're 
whether well, you're, you, you're in the role, you're playing the role. Yeah, and whether you like the character or not, there is uh, sort of uh, relating to the character and identifying with the character because you got to mm-hmm. get into the game, you know? So it's really cool that now with how many Latinos that play video games, now we get to see more Latino representation because it's not just Spider-Man. It's, um, what was it, Call of Duty? Oh, well, they had the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, part of that takes place in Mexico. Uh that's pretty cool. I mean, seeing, I mean, the game is a little, it's a little, you know, it's a little fucked up because, you know, there's war things happening. Yeah. And there's atrocities being committed. Well, yeah, it's not a lighthearted game. But it's, but it's cool to see, I mean, for one, Mexican special forces. That's yeah. super cool. I remember seeing one of the trailers for it and like one of the guys, somebody's talking I'm not going to say who's who, okay? I don't, I've never played Call of Duty. I feel like I, I already know what you're talking about. I, I don't think. know my military terms, but there was a guy saying like, now listen, these are your Mexican brothers or whatever. Hmm. But he's like introducing the Mexican forces and it was in such a cool way. I remember watching the trailer and just getting chills. I was like, oh, that's like, that's so cool. The way he introduced him was so cool. And the way he's like, just kind of telling like, you're working together. You're all on the same team. It was just so fucking cool. And then also seeing <laughs> ghosts, Say a huevo is fucking yeah, hilarious. Right? Yeah. I saw that clip like a hundred thousand times all over TikTok, but that was so funny and just so surreal to see. Like in a Call of Duty video game, anybody saying a huevo is hilarious. Yeah, any kind of uh slang being used. And that's really cool to see Ghost, because Ghost is like he's such an icon for Modern Warfare. Like yeah. he's I don't know when every when anybody thinks about a Modern Warfare, they Think about that skull mask. I think there's actually a portion in that game where everybody on your team wears a skull mask. Like that's just oh, how really? cool the ghost thing is. Yeah, it's so I don't know. I, I I grew up with Modern Warfare. I started playing Modern Warfare One all the way. I didn't play Modern Warfare Two, which I'm a little sad about. Modern Warfare Three was pretty cool though. I'm happy to see. I'm not totally happy to see a total remake of the whole series, but it's cool hmm. to. Seem to go back and rework things, especially yeah. if they're adding Mexico into it because the Mexican special forces was badass. Yeah, they're really fucking cool. Yeah, real life, like I see them do some like crazy shit. You see, like the their drills they do they do in Mexico, like just out in like like uh, in a square or whatever. I'm not sure the way they like. I don't know. They're like totally in sync. It's really fucking cool. I don't know. So they, they I could got, have elaborated on that more, but I'm so scared to say something wrong because I don't know any military terms. I don't know a whole vocabulary. Lot I don't know a whole lot either. So I mean, yeah. I could be totally. That's why we got to bring Francisco. Absolutely, here. our brother Francisco knows a lot about military things. He actually wants to go into the military after he graduates high school. He plays the fuck out of like um, all of those games. Call of Duty. Uh, what's that zombie game? Uh, oh, it takes place in Russia. I forgot what it's called. But he just, that kid's playing all the kinds of first-person shooters. And, he was playing that yeah. one game where he, like, uh, there's, like, the sound sensitivity is, like, really, really important because you can hear, like, whispers and, like, footsteps and whatever. So people turn everything up, but you can also get, like, flashbanged, and they say, like, that really fucking hurts when you have headphones oh, on. Yeah. yeah, so you're basically just, like, in it. I don't remember what it's called. Is it Outlast or no? No, no. That's, that's not. Outlast is not a military game. Rainbow Siege? Rainbow, yeah. yeah. Rainbow's a great game. Rainbow actually has some operatives from uh, Mexico, too. Really cool. They have operatives from all over the world, but um, I can't even recall the names. But they have really cool. I think one of them is Calavera, and she's like, uh, it's a woman. She has like, again, like ghost-like face paint, yeah. and she sneaks around and just has a silent Is it pistol. more Sugar Soul? 
The sugar school style? It's more like how you see ghosts in oh, Modern Warfare. Okay. It's, it's like painted on. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty sick it, though. It's cool though to see more Latino representation like that. It's because a lot of Latinos play video games. Yeah. I was gonna say, like with like the Spider-Man thing, that's like that's really important to young kids coming up, especially like if this is a superhero from Brooklyn who wears the same shoes that you wear. And is dealing with the same things that you're dealing with. Because I know yeah. that when I was going through school and seeing Spider-Man, I'm like, dude, this guy has to deal with like his fucking chemistry shit. And he's over here fighting Sandman at the same time. Like, it makes a rough it, time. It makes it really relatable. And then seeing the uh, Latino aspects of it makes yeah. it even more relatable, I imagine. Because didn't you say he was having like Spanish conversations with his mom? Yeah, in the and, game? and the game he's having conversations with his mom because he has his own game. I don't yeah. know, that I don't know if I said that, but like he has his own game and it came out for PS5 and he is getting actually like a dual game coming out in September with Peter Parker from the first game. Mm. So there's Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man Miles Morales, and then the third game coming out later this year where they're together working together. The second game is focused on Miles Morales and it talks about all the drama with his family. Um, I think his dad passed away. So it's mainly just talking about the Puerto Rican side. I think like Christmas and stuff is happening. So mm -hmm. you get to see some of those traditions too. It's really, it's really cool. cool. Yeah. And I feel like that that does do a lot for little kids, mm -hmm. you know? Because uh, when you, you don't really see somebody you can relate to on a screen, mm -hmm. you know, and you spend a lot of time just, you know, in front of a screen watching shit. It's a little like, you know, it's a little of a bummer, you know? Because I was like, when I was a little kid and I was obsessed with Barbie, I remember saying to mom, like, I wish I was blonde. Just like saying stuff like, like, I want I want to be blonde. I want to have blue eyes. I want to look like Barbie. Like, you know, it got yeah. really cool. But I got like so psyched when Barbie, um, Barbie and the Mariposas came out because Mariposa means butterfly in Spanish. So there was like, you know, Spanish aspects. And for me okay. as a little kid, that was so exciting. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know, I know what that word means. Cause they're like, you know, they they're not speaking Spanish, but they're using little like things like, oh, this is called a whatever and it's like a spanish title and i'm sitting there as a kid i'm like i know what that means and it was really cool to see so like i feel like that kind of stuff is important that is really cool you know yeah it, I, like i you just taught me something i did not know that's what it meant so that's really cool and i say yeah <laughs> well i remember like because you know. growing up we would play with game, like a lot of games together i played yeah. with Lego guy you and i didn't know that you had that thing with the doll like i didn't know that you don't like, know I was obsessed with barbie i knew you were obsessed with barbie i just oh. didn't know that like when something like that came out i didn't know that that impacted you like mariposa like that those words were being used around you yeah and so it's like kind of like oh shit like this is like my gig kind of it, yeah it was pretty cool to see and just anytime i saw like you know any like latina celebrity or like actor role i would just get very excited for it because that wasn't something i saw that often i remember being a kid and like some of my favorite artists were like Shakira and um no hate to Shakira but like there just wasn't like how many little kids you know they're obsessed with Shakira uh Shakira yeah. and like Selena Gomez eventually when I got older Selena Quintanilla um because I learned who she was I was obsessed with her for a while because I'm like oh my god she's Mexican-American and I love her music and she's so cool and she does and really J-Lo cool played her in a movie J-Lo's married to Batman <laughs> crazy <laughs> married to Batman. yeah but like that shit was like exciting like when you get to see more representation like that, you don't feel like you got to like stick to these these certain things that you can identify with, you know? Because like I didn't mm. really like as a kid, I wasn't crazy about Shakira's music. I just no. liked her because I'm like, eh. well, that's like it was being played around. So like often. she's Latina, yeah. And I did hear her a lot, but mm. like there wasn't a real reason that I really liked Shakira. It was just like she was Latina. 
I'd hear her music occasionally. And I think all of the music I listened to was from mom and dad. Like, yeah. I, I can't remember the name of that lady, but it's with the pink album cover. She's wearing like a... Bride. Julieta Venegas? Yes. I... She was my shit. My boy. Listen to Banger. her and Bunbury a lot. Yeah. Bunbury's really good. Yeah, we just got our music from mom and dad. And what was the other one? I can't remember. Mm -hmm. Mari, uh, they did uh, Mariposa Traicionera. Traicionera. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. But. Yeah, sorry. But great no, bands, cool shit. Seeing, yeah, we just got a lot of music from mom and dad. Yeah, but yeah, no. Back then, like seeing like a Latino or Latina, like just person that you can make your role model or idol, there wasn't that many options. I remember being a kid. I'm like, I'm not gonna make George Lopez <laughs> my idol. I can't really relate to that. Dude. I just hear him at three in the morning, dude. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like fuck George Lopez. I hear that shit when it's way too late. I'm supposed to be sleeping. You know, that was like obviously. I don't got any beef with them now, but like as a kid, I don't give. Might a not beef with you apparently, but that's besides. <laughs> I the don't point. give a fuck about George Lopez though when I'm like eight. You know that dude means yeah. nothing to me. You know what I'm his eight. podcast is called? Isn't it Los Chingones? It's the Chingon Podcast. The Chingon Podcast. Yeah, fuck you, George Lopez, because I wanted that name for this podcast, but it's fine. We came up with Chicano Chingon. That was pretty cool, but we almost got the Chingon. Well, and and one thing about I, I don't know if you guys have talked about this in the past on this show, but George Lopez also is is. Does a hater. not want to help the next no. Latino. That's what I was comedian. saying. I was like, like he, he might not like you. He might not like you because right? he was talking to that one comedian and yeah. he was just putting him down. Controversial take for sure. Yeah, because he was. There was a comedian. This up and coming uh, Mexican. I, I don't know if he's Mexican American, but Mexican comedian who's really funny. And he was kind of going viral mm -hmm. on. Uh, I I had seen him a lot on YouTube Reels. He was kind of blown up on social media. And George Lopez went on a podcast or, or or it was a radio show. He went on a show and they brought him up like, what do you think about this guy? And he goes, and he just started being a hater out of nowhere. He's like, who the fuck is this guy? Who even knows who this guy is? And just like shitting on him. And they're like, some of the guys there are like, mm. well, he's actually getting like really popular. Like, I never heard of this guy just being a dick. And earlier in his career, George Lopez used to say like, yeah, like other Mexican comedians didn't want to help me, you know, like rise in this industry. They didn't want to see me succeed. They just wanted to be the only Mexican comedian. He, they didn't that want is, any competition. He became the evil he despised. That's fucked up. So fucking George. Take a note from George Lopez and Don't do unto him. others what you want or something. The golden rule. <laughs> you, know? you either die the hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. That's that's the quote. That's what George did. <laughs> Fucking George. He betrayed us. Now he has his reboot Netflix show that's not good, apparently. I didn't hear about that. Because it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oops. Well, yeah. So, George Lopez sucks. How George do we Lopez start talking sucks. about George Lopez? Um, we were talking about video games. We're talking about people that we can find representation. Oh, yeah. He was not my He's idol. He's not a good idol. Selena Quintanilla became... My idol and Selena Gomez, because we watch a lot of Disney. We watch a lot. Of yeah, Disney. I well, I did like really. One. Yeah, she was pretty cool. I did like. I wanted to be like Alex Russo uh, when she was on Wizards of Waverly Place. I Love actually wanted to be her so bad, um, but I didn't really like. I wasn't that crazy about her music. I was like, and people would be like, "Oh, like she's Mexican too, don't you know?" And I'm like, "Oh, I forget sometimes," because <laughs> like, no hate. She doesn't need to know like Spanish or anything, but. I mean, how often is her 
culture and heritage mentioned or like seen. So yeah, as a little as a much. little kid, I was like, eh, I like Alex Russo, but I wasn't that crazy about Selena Gomez. Ooh, well, I think actually, um, speaking of representation, yeah, like Wizards of Waverly, Wizards of Waverly Place. There was a whole Mexican family. Yeah, there was. It was cool because there were some parts where, like, their mom was trying to teach the kids Spanish, and they're mm. just like not following. And she's like trying to make them speak Spanish on the house, and they're like not cooperating. They're like, um, I don't understand, and they just go back to English. And she was getting really frustrated. But that was kind of funny because mm-hmm. I can relate to that a little bit. Yeah, I remember like yeah. there's been times where we get home and like they like our parents just don't respond unless we're speaking Spanish or like yeah. I don't. I don't speak English. I don't. Understand. I don't know what you're saying. Right yeah, now. I'd ask. I'd ask mom and dad like, um, you know, because I'd be a kid. I'm like, can I have some juice? And they'd be like, mm, you don't have an English. Tienes que preguntarme en español. Like, I don't speak English. You gotta ask me in Spanish. And as a kid, I'm like so fucking annoyed. I'm like, are you? Well, and like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I was embarrassed. I'm like, I don't really want to speak Spanish because I feel like they're gonna like, they're like, gonna they critique you. It. Yeah, like they, they they focus on certain words, they critique certain things. And I'm just like, eh, the like sad shit. thing is. We both spoke a lot of Spanish. When we were little ass kids, we spoke a lot of Spanish because mm-hmm. we'd want all of our movies were in Spanish. We'd watch Nemo in Spanish over and over again. We watched Monsters Inc. in Spanish. We would speak Spanish to mom and dad. My first words were in Spanish. And then as we got older and we started going to school and stuff, we weren't speaking Spanish that often. And well, I feel like it became like a, I feel like a spectacle is the right word to use. I mean, because when you go to the elementary school, that's the thing. Like people are like, "Oh, there's the Mexican kid in class." Oh like, my god! You know speak, what? I used to let me hear you speak some Spanish for me. You know like, what would piss me off in elementary school first. is little kids would come up to me and they'd be like, "Did I say something in Spanish?" And I'm like, "What the?" And as a kid, I didn't have the vocabulary to tell them like why that's like the stupidest thing ever. But as a little kid, I'm getting so frustrated. I'm like, "Why do you think that would be something in any other language? Like, why would you do this shit to me?" And I would get that shit all the time. So we don't really speak. It kind of like it dies. The, it died down when we started going to school. Yeah, and then so mom and dad were trying to like get us to do it again. They're like, mm, I don't know, ask me in Spanish, and I'd be pissed off. I'm like, <sighs> and I'm like, I don't know how. They're like, we'll say what you know, and if you don't know it, I'll help you. But like, it just felt embarrassing, you know. Like I yeah. feel my face getting hot. I'm like, I don't want to speak Spanish right now. <laughs> like I feel like, I don't know, just like a just embarrassing. But. We'll wrap it back around. Like, I feel like we just need that representation. We need, yeah. like, those people like Miles Morales that, you know, probably born and raised in Brooklyn. And they don't have a whole lot of experience with speaking Spanish. But they still try. And the yeah. mom is still, like, speaking and, like, kind of... I mean, it yeah. seems... Like, I'm not, I'm, I don't see him here. I don't hear him saying full-on sentences or having full-on conversations. But he is responding to his mom who's speaking Spanish. Yeah, I like, think a lot they, of people can relate to that. Yeah, a lot of Latinos uh, living in the U.S. can relate to that for sure, mm-hmm. you know? At least, like, even if maybe you do speak Spanish fluently, maybe you don't, but we all kind of have the experience of, like, your parents speaking to you in Spanish, and you're either responding in English or you just, you know, you understand, but you can't always respond the same way that you want to. Yeah. I think it, a lot of people can relate to that. Or just kind of just, you know, there's some aspects of the culture just surrounding you, and it does feel a little alienating sometimes when you feel like your Spanish isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really intimidating. I mean, it's intimidating to go up to a guy that was born and raised in the motherland. The motherland. You know? Yeah, because he knows all the slang. He knows, I mean, he knows, like, the cool way of speaking. Yeah, and then mind. we only know how to speak, like, Chicanos. Like, Iowans, you know? Like, Iowans, Chicanos. Corn-fed. Yeah, but we just got to get, 
we just got to get more Latinos on the screen. You know, that's all we need. And it's we're getting gonna... it. You know, it's, we it's are. happening slowly. It's, but it happens surely. a lot. Yeah. A lot of video games now. That Coco, is super cool. Coco. They had, um, what's that one with all the family and they had like powers and shit. What? <laughs> that was so big. It took place in Colombia. It's a Pixar movie, I'm pretty sure. Oh. And they had the, the song where it was like about weight and being like it's too heavy. I forgot the fucking name of the song. It was stuck in my head for I so know long. What I like, you're talking about. I forgot about it and I don't want to remember I, it again. Encanto. 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 Encanto, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we see more shit like that. It's really, really cool. I was really happy when that movie came out. Um It was a good it's a good movie. I, I some of those fucking songs, they just don't <laughs> leave your head though. Like, and when it leaves your head, I just don't want to remember it. But it's, I, it's, it's not my favorite movie because I wasn't a big fan of some of the songs. Um, I thought they were okay, mm-hmm. and I feel like at the end of the movie, the plot got rushed. But I did enjoy watching it regardless because I'm like, this is really cool. Like, I'm seeing them speak Spanish and English, and just like I don't know. Well, I feel like that's cool also shit. like it's a plot that is followable. Like, I I can relate to this. Like, oh, my grandma is. Not wanting to understand whatever, whatever, like you know. Yeah, you see a lot the, of like in the context of the movie. Yeah, because they're they're talking about in the movie generational trauma. Yeah, and how you know older generations are kind of just they're not dealing with. To say this in the nicest way possible, they're not dealing with their shit, and then they're having kids, <laughs> and they're just kind of putting that shit on their kids, and then their kids put that shit in their kids. It just yeah. it multiplies. Yeah. It just keeps going. And I feel like yeah, the movie does really it covers generational trauma and it I feel like kind of gives you a roadmap on how to deal with that too. But Yeah. Kind of. You just you I mean, want to fix generational trauma, you, you just got you got to sing songs in your family. Sing that will heal everything. Well, your house needs to get destroyed and then you need to sing, come together and then it'll fucking go back together i don't know I maybe watch, we could i didn't watch that part sing to our family and everything <laughs> yeah you just go up and sing to your grandma and she'll fix the generational trauma <laughs> that's already there yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah, any more to say on that i feel like that's it man do you want to want to do a, a cheers on this one nice clink clink salute. clink salute next time it'll be mark or is it? Maybe this is just a clear marg. It's a secret. We're not supposed to tell anybody. Well, you can find out on the next episode if it was a clear marg or not. This Which has been... comes out every... The fuck? You just interrupted me. Well, it comes out every what day? Oh, every Wednesday. There you go. This has been Chicano Chigon, and join us for the next episode. You can find out uh, what we're drinking in the next one. Maybe it's going to be water. Maybe it's going to be tequila. Maybe it'll be a margarita. I don't know. We'll find out. And uh, yeah, make sure to give us some feedback what you thought about today's episode. Leave a comment, whether you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, drop a comment on our socials. You know, don't, don't forget to subscribe, you know. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out our website, mangomustache.com slash Chicano Chingon. You can find out about the people who produced and distributed the show, as well as our sponsors, Hacienda Las Glorias, who we will be shooting live episodes with every last Saturday of the month. So be sure to check us out there. And yeah, we will see you next time. Catch on the next one. Hell yeah, yeah bro. Thanks for joining us.
Mango Mustache Media.